0: the Savage Studios. This is the Savage Empire with your host, Mike Trainer. This is indeed the Savage Empire. I'm your host, Mike Trainer. Good to be back. Good to have you back. People, we're not even gonna talk about the game. We're not gonna talk about how the Yankees are 9-6 9-6 and six right now, in second place, a couple big wins, nope, you know what we're going to talk about, we are going to talk about a few dickheads that bought tickets, went to the game, and decided, we're going to throw shit on the field, we're going to throw shit at the players, again. And again, and this has to stop. You fucking animals that go to these games. And I hope that the Yankee security has Vegas style fucking security cams and they can pull it off of the feed of the TV and everything else. And they can rewind and fast forward and zoom in and find your fucking faces And God, I hope those are season tickets for a lot of you. And they fucking pull them because you don't deserve to go back there anymore. Fuck you. Fuck your family. Fuck anybody that knows you. You're a piece of shit. You shouldn't even be allowed to fucking live at this point. You're dragging us down. You know, you got to go on Twitter today. And every, like I I posted before, every fucking jerk-off, scumbag, fucking Yankee hater out there right now is living it up. Oh, they're fucking stroking themselves off big time to this fucking day. Yeah? Because you fucking animals gift-wrapped this shit to them, so they get to enjoy it. And then people like us, you know, the good fans, the one who can actually go to a game and fucking enjoy a win or take a loss with some fucking uh, civility, you know, just has to fucking eat it from these fucking scumbags. You know, the Houston Astro fans who just love it. They can't wait to fucking dunk on us. Douchebags like Jared Karabas, who's just a fucking troll to begin with is fucking out there eating this shit up and we gave it to him. Hey, enjoy it, Jared. You fucking earned it this day. People like him, People like you know any every fucking Met fans are dunking on us and shit. Oh God, it's it's just fucking Christmas for these animals. You fucking gave it to them. You know, I I guess I'm not speaking to you because you're probably too dumb to listen to this podcast. The good fucking fans listen to this podcast. Fucking assholes. I'm fucking living. I'm out of my mind watching this. I I caught the fucking the Glaber walk off. And then I was working, so I'm in and out of my my work van, so I had to turn it off. And then all of a sudden I come home and it's, you know, the worst fan base. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And then I see shit on the field and pictures, and then I finally saw the video. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Now, fucking, uh, what is it, Miles Straw? I'm not going to fucking, you know, Let him off either, because you got to be smarter than that as a professional athlete. You can't climb up the fence, get in the fucking fans' faces, and and talk shit. Allegedly spit on somebody. I don't know how much truth it is to that. I'm I'm right now. I'm gonna say, unless I see a video of it, I'm just gonna say that most likely didn't happen. But you can't go up there and engage with these fucking idiots. Of course, shit like that was gonna happen. I'm not justifying it by any means. They're fucking idiots. They deserve to be rested. Hell, they deserve to be beaten. Can't be going around acting like fucking idiots all the time. All right? And the same shit last year with fucking the Red Sox throwing the ball at the fucking douche leprechaun. And him going off like a fucking psycho bitch. You know, we can't keep doing this shit. You fucking idiots. You shouldn't be allowed out of your fucking cage. God damn it. Fucking morons. I mean, Jesus Christ. I think I'm setting a record here for the most fucking curses I've put on this podcast so far, so I hope you're not easily offended if you're listening to this. I apologize, but that's how angry I am. Because, I, you know, I'm scrolling through Twitter like all of you, and I'm just, you know, I'm reading comments, and I'm like, should I engage? No, because then i got to fucking defend the team, and I can't really defend them right now. The fans, not the team, excuse me. The team I could defend. You know, and of course, we're all lumped in with those assholes. So, you know, we're the villain. And normally, I would say embrace that kind of, you know, villainy. But we can't own this one. The good fans can't own it. You asshole scumbags should own it. Hope you watch every game on fucking TV because you shouldn't be allowed in the stadium anymore. Your privileges to buy the fucking overpriced chicken finger basket is fucking revoked. Go fuck yourself. I'm fucking, you know, I'm just, I'm tired of it. When, when did, like, we fucking... Careful what I say here, because then it can always be taken another way. When did we as a society just fucking, like... Go backwards. When did that happen? I'm I mean, I have theories obviously, but it's just you know. You can talk shit. You've paid the ticket, you can talk shit. And you know, if a player got in your face, usually there's it, it's kind of just it's always been a little bit of a back and forth. But there was always that line of do not cross. And the players seem to know that for the most part. But the fans have just totally crossed that line with no return. And it's like, dude, come on. You got to leave that street mentality bullshit at home. All right, like you, what are you gonna do? You gonna fight this fucking guy? Now, if he came into the crowd and he decided he was gonna take on the fans, and he deserves to get his ass kicked, I got no problem with that. And anybody else that comes in there, but it would have been an ugly fucking scene. So he's smart enough to have not done that. But you can't throw shit at these guys, and you can't dunk beer on these fucking people. They're fucking men, first and foremost. And if someone did that to you, you'd be going ape shit as well. So think about that. That's that's as bad as spinning on another man. It's an insult, and that's a fight on sight type of deal. And I don't fault them for that. Cuz I would lose my shit too. And God help me if someone did that to me, it'd be fucking 20 people trying to hold me back from killing you. And deservedly so. But, come on, man. You gotta fucking be smarter than that. For Christ's sake. It's just, come on. And there's kids there and shit. And, you know, it's bad enough we curse at the games. And the kids have to hear it. It's whatever. I've been to a lot of games throughout the years. It's just part of the gig. All right? Especially, you know, just just. The way people are anymore. You come to expect it. But now you're turning a scene into a fucking mob scene. And it's just, that's too much. And there's lines to be crossed there. I mean, what if shit got really, really bad. And then people were fighting in the stands. Or or God forbid, some of you idiots hop the wall. And then what? I mean, come on. What are you going to do? We can't. Can't keep fucking doing this. We can't keep acting like idiots. Listen, we don't have to be fucking model citizens out there, but there's a a line, all right? Stay on the other side of the line. I'm not saying you can't talk shit. Hell, I don't care if you cheer at at their players getting hurt, whatever. That doesn't bother me. I don't care. I wouldn't do it. I'm not one for cheering when people get hurt for the most part. I mean, there are exceptions in my case, but I'm not going to lie. You know, maybe, you know, fucking Straw should have fucking just let that go. And I don't think anything would have happened, but it's whatever. But you can't escalate that shit. The players shouldn't escalate that. The fans definitely shouldn't escalate it. To what? To what end? Because they're going to find you eventually. You know? And if they have any kind of security like fucking Vegas does... They'll fucking find, they'll hit your face as soon as you try to put your ticket through. And somebody will grab your ass and kick you out, and I hope so. I hope that's the way it is. I mean, really, what I do truly hope is that one of the security guys taking you downstairs into the tunnels, beat the shit out of you, and fucking then kick you out, so you get the fucking message. That's what I hope. Like I said before on Twitter, you come back again, you're leaving in a bag. People like you don't deserve to live. You're just fucking dragging us down. Dragging us down to what? We're like fucking Philly fans? You know their reputation. Or worse yet, fucking European soccer hooligans? Is that what we are? We're fucking soccer hooligans now? You've drug us down to that fucking level of fandom? We're soccer hooligans where they actually have like gang fights. And they start fires in the fucking stands of their goddamn soccer stadiums. Are we that kind of fan? It's, it's, it's out of control, people. Pull your shit together. You're going to ruin it for every other person out there who's doing it the, you know, the right way. And maybe they should just stop serving fucking beer to you assholes. At some point, you know, it's alcohol. It's always alcohol fucking idiots a good win and and you know who's even talking about it and he got like Ben Verlander out there talking about how he was 14 or 16 some bullshit and the same thing happened to him when he was there with his family and it's like come on you know like I said you gave every asshole out there a reason to fucking dunk on us today and then the good fans, we have to take it because of you. You don't have to answer for it. You get to go to the bar later on, or you get to hang out with your friends, and you would be like, yeah, I hit that fucking guy with my cup of beer. Fuck that guy. Yeah. All right, but everybody else is paying for it today. Fuck. Oh, I'm so fucking angry. I really am. How 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 does this, you know, how do I manage to get this angry after a Yankee win? A Yankee win. And I'm fucking, like, just pissed. Like, I don't even want to look at fucking Twitter right now because it's, you know, it's still dickheads out there fucking dunking on us. And we have to eat it. Don't go to any more games, for the love of Christ. Don't go to any more games. Hopefully you're not allowed to, for one. Hopefully some of you have been arrested for assault. That's what it is. It's assault. What are you in for? Oh, I threw a cup of beer at a baseball player. Really? What are you in for? I killed my neighbor. Oh, so we're the same, right? Couple tough guys. Yep. Fucking idiot. (sighs) I'm probably going to go back to this, but let let me take a short break. And you know, like I said, the Yankees are nine and six let's look let's go to the news and notes so apparently, I saw this the other day. I didn't even know it, but on the eighteenth, the Yankees signed uh Derek Dietrich to a minor league deal, and I guess he was with uh he's not with Scranton, so he must be with the Patriots. Yeah, he he had a homer with the Patriots the other day, I think. So it's funny they signed him and put him in Double A. He's not even in Triple A. That's weird. So hey, good to have him back. I know that'll make some uh, some of our female fans a little happy. Probably uh, Mrs. Tyler Wade. She was a big fan of his. Um. So anyway, good to have him back. Apparently, the Yankees were looking to move Joey Gallo in the offseason to San Diego. And the Padres really wanted him, I guess, last year, but they didn't get him, obviously. We did, and so it turns out they, they contacted the Yankees about him, but the Yankees were not trying to sell low on him, apparently, so... Nothing happened there and then I guess that probably led to the Voight deal. And well, we saw that happen, but speaking of Gallo, I mean I don't know what the fuck is going on with him. You know, this is uh This is his stats right now. Fifteen games forty four at bats. One run, six hits, zero doubles, zero triples, big donut hole fucking home runs. No RBIs, seven walks, 19 strikeouts. Surprisingly, not leading the team. That's Stanton. But Stanton will hit for average eventually. No stolen bases, no caught stealing, batting a buck, 36. 36. Surprisingly batting better than Higgy, but has played more games. 255 on base, 136 slugging for a whopping 391 OPS. That is pathetic. What are we going to do about this guy? I know he could be better than this. And and I don't know if it's just, I don't want to get into an analytical debate about it, how he's a big home run hitter, high on base because he takes his walks, but he strikes out 200-plus fucking times. And so you got to live with his 200 average because the home runs are there and, and we're built for the home run. But listen, the home runs, obviously... If he's not hitting 200 home runs, the 200 strikeouts and, you know, the 150 pop flies and ground outs, double play balls are a little bit too heavy handed on a scale between that and the home runs. If you know what I'm trying to say, it adds up. If he's not hitting two hundred home runs to balance that out, which obviously is impossible, you know, are you happy with the forty home runs, fifty home runs he could potentially hit? It'd be nice if they came in bunches and in big spots. But right now, he is drowning out there. And and listen, as a guy who has his mental issues, you know, I understand, I sympathize with him, I get it. When he got thousands of people booing you after every strikeout, it will take its toll. You know, I want him to perform. He's on this team, but if he can't, he's a free agent this year. If he doesn't turn it around and have a great year and really contribute and help this team, how do you justify offering him any kind of deal? Unless there's a draft pick compensation attached to it, but I would let him walk. And worse yet, if I have no intent on re-signing him after this year, unless he's a, a backup plan to Judge, and if he is, then God help us. I would, I think I would try to trade him. I don't know what you're gonna get, but somebody out there is gonna want him. His numbers should, will be better. Not should they will be they better. Be fucking better. They will be better by the trade deadline. But is he going to be so important to this team that you can't trade him and you're willing to lose him free agency, or can he go as part of a package deal that maybe gets us that piece we need? I mean, this is this is questions for down the line. We're we're still in April, but I'm you know me, I like to stay two steps ahead and try to think down the line. I don't know if he's built for New York because when we got him, it He wasn't that great. And, you know, his defense is suffering too. It's just, it's been a mess. It has been a mess. And I, you know, I made a a funny tweet the other day about Joey Gallo's team picture. And it was, it was a picture of Sonny Gray. Now, you know, a couple people were like, oh, that's not Fair. Sonny Gray was actually good before he came here. Joey Gallo was good before he came here too. I know he's like a 200 batting average lifetime bullshit. But the man can't hit. He has 50 home run pop easily. Now Texas is a good home run hitting stadium. But he's a lefty in New York. You know what I mean? If he can hit 50 you know, in Texas, he can hit 50 in New York. But he hasn't hit shit so far and he's just brutal it's fucking brutal to watch and i hope he turns it around real fast he has to because if he puts together like two and a half months of this he can't there's no way he recovers because the fans will be on him just fucking horribly that he won't be able to recover it won't matter Because if you put together two and a half months of bad baseball. It makes it very hard to get the numbers back that you need to turn it around. So he needs to start doing it now. And hopefully very soon. You know, we'll go through the numbers so far too. Um, I know it's early. Donaldson hit a home run today. It was a big home run. But he's batting 196. You know, and I know it. I know the batting average doesn't matter. But it does. It really does still matter. You know, and you can call me a boomer, and that's fine. But you got to hit the fucking ball. You know, I know it's like, oh, I'd rather strike out than hit into a double play. But I'd rather you hit the ball. Shit can happen when you hit the ball. Instead of striking out, it's just... I mean... It's early. I know it's early. 196 Donaldson, 690 OPS. Judge is hitting. He's starting to hit now. 259 average. He's got 844 OPS. Rizzo, 891 OPS. By far the best hitter on the team right now. Stanton slumping right now, but he'll he'll pick it. I'm not worried about him. Hicks, I think, will start to pick it up. IKF is really picking up. DJ's been actually, well, he's been our most consistent hitter so far. Leads the team right now with 14, well, tied. 14 hits with IKF. Hicks, Hicks has 11 hits. Judge has 14 hits. IKF has 14 hits. And DJ has 14 hits so far that leads the team. Higgy has been downright terrible. And, you know, where the fuck was, was spring training Higashioka that we were loving, who had seven home runs? Did he just blow his load in Tampa? What the fuck is going on with him? I mean, he's losing time to Trevino, who's actually been hitting the ball fairly well, batting 333, with a 733 OPS compared to Higashioka's 121 average with a 295 OPS. And he's played in five more games. Now, I know he's still the starter, but he has to hit. He had a hit today. You know, and then Marwin is just the bench player. How does he not have a hit yet? That's, I thought he did have a hit. So he's over. He's over 4 with a run. Uh Tim lacastro, I'm not you know it doesn't even matter about him. He's a bench guy, so the offense is like last year, starting off a little slow, hopefully starting to pick it up now. they've been starting to hit getting some runs in, and you know it's it, it, ultimately it's it's always the fucking running and scoring position that kills this team. They just can't really seem to break these games open without hitting a home run. And like Kay said the other day, you know, the home runs are down this year. And it, and it's possibly because the balls are dead again. Because, you know, the league apparently hates home runs. Every team has a, uh, a humidifier for the balls, like I guess they do in Colorado. And that deadens the balls. So the balls aren't going out as frequent. So... For all you guys out there that would love to have Gardner back, I just zapped him of, you know, 20 home runs that he probably would have hit. So, you know, there you go. The bright spot, the biggest bright spot on this team, with the exception of one, has been the pitching. Specifically, the bullpen. So, especially Nestor. Nestor has been outstanding. You saw him pitch today. Outstanding. Gave up, you know, the two-run shot, which is pretty much his only blemish. But, unfortunately, he has a 0-0 record. 1.15 ERA in three games. 15 and two innings. uh, 15.2 innings. Seven hits, two runs, two earned, one home run that came today. Three walks, 25 strikeouts in 15 innings. That's outstanding. A whip of 064 and an average against 132. That is outstanding, and he's our number five, technically our number five. You know, I was skeptic. I have to admit, I love Nestor Cortez. And the guy, just, he gets by on two things. Confidence and his ability to fucking trick you. Because he doesn't have overpowering stuff. I guess, you know, he hits mid-90s. But that's, like, average these days. You know, we got guys out there throwing 100 miles an hour consistently. He's out there with, like, 92, 93, 94, maybe 95. And he's getting guys out, and it's it's confidence. That's just what it is. And he's just he's 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 incredible. He really is. He's incredible, and so, and then there's Michael King who's just come out of the bullpen and has just been kicking major fucking ass. And he has one win, 0.84 ERA. Five games, one save, 10 innings pitched, nine hits, two runs, one earned, two walks, 18 strikeouts, 1.03 whip impressive severino one win just over two era 13 innings 14 hits three runs three earned one home run one hit batter four walks 14 k's he looks good and hopefully we can keep that going he has to he has to keep that going for the year, but they're going to have to limit his innings. So hopefully we can keep that going too. Tylon has been good. 1-1. One and one. 3.07. 14 innings. 15 hits. 5 runs. 5 earned. 3 home runs. Got to do a little bit better with that. 1 walk. The walk is great. No, 1 walk. 13 Ks. A whip of just over one. He's been good. Monty's been, as advertised, 0-1, 2.51, 14 innings, 10 hits, 4 runs, 4 earned, 1 hit batter, 5 walks, 11 strikeouts. Can do a little better with the walks. Of course, his problem is he gets no run support. And then, I've been saving it for last, but Garrett Cole... 00 6.35 ERA which is incredible 11 innings pitched 9 hits 8 runs 8 earned 3 home runs 1 hit batter 7 walks 12 strikeouts whip of 1.41 that is troubling To say the least Very troubling And He pitches tomorrow And you know I'm willing to give his last three starts You know Push him aside with a grain of salt Little concerning I mean I I totally blame his last start On the fact that he couldn't feel the ball Couldn't grip it And he was walking the fucking world because it was really cold in Detroit, I'm willing to give it up on that, but I can't cut him any more slack if he th- goes out there tomorrow and he shits the bed again. Because then, then I'm you know something's wrong, and there's gonna need there's gonna need better answers from Boone than, well, you know he's Garrett Cole. Of course he'll be better. Okay, y- you hope he better be, but between now and then, he needs to get better. And how do we get him better? Matt Blake needs to fucking work a little overtime to fix the ace of the staff, the so-called ace of the staff. The guy who's making, you know, $35 million a year or whatever he's making. $34 million, something like that, around there. It's a lot. It's a lot of money. And I know I don't, I like to say it's not my money, I'm not paying, it. I don't give a fuck what it is, but that money comes with, expectations, you know, it's just, it is what it is. So it's just, I don't know, you know, it's just, he needs to be better. He really does. And, And we'll find out tomorrow or today, depending on when you listen to it. Hopefully he goes out there and he shoves. He has to. Uh, the rest of the bullpen has been really good, too. Um, Chapman has been pretty good. He has four saves, six innings pitched, two hits, no earned, four walks, nine Ks. So that's good. Clay Holmes has been pretty good. Lukey has been pretty good. Clark Schmidt looked really good when he came out in relief for Cole the other day. Castro has been pretty good that we got from the Mets. And you know how he's he was. He's always been a little wild from his days with the Oreos. Well, lasagna? He needs to, it's, he's got a 7.1 ERA, but he's only pitched in six innings and Giving up five earned, and he needs to get that back because he's looking at to be our future closer next year. So Chad Green is Chad Green. He's going to be hit or miss. Wandy's been all right. We sent Sears back down. He was okay. Is uh? Marinaccio is he still is he still up? I don't even know if he's up because. He's only pitched in two innings, and I don't even remember hearing his name lately. He he must be down. Who'd they send, did they send him down, or is he just not getting in the games? I'll have to look. I'll have to check that out. If you know, I'm sure you're shouting it at me right now. I hear you. I hear you. But, yeah, that's crazy. But one more thing. That came across, and then we'll call it an episode, because I pretty much tired out from yelling at fucking idiots. This popped up about a couple hours ago. Yankees and Ellsbury resolve contract grievance. Now, see, this I don't understand, because if you followed this story, it was... Well... Back in twenty, I'll read it to you. Back in twenty nineteen, the Yankees filed a grievance against Ellsbury in an attempt to withhold the remaining twenty six million, hundred forty two thousand, eight hundred fifty seven dollars still owed on his contract. Now, Heyman reported it that they reached a settlement at least a year ago in order to avoid a hearing, because we know that the Yankees would have lost. Basically, what it was, was that he was, the Yankees basically, we all know, after 2017, and he was hurt and ineffective, decided that they were just going to shelve him. And that was it. They were just going to shelve him. Thank you for your services. We have no need for you anymore, but we're still going to pay you. And then Ellsbury had gone to... uh, Doctors or physical therapists or whoever outside of the organization. So he saw other physicians that the Yankees did not tell him to go to. And so the Yankees looked at that as a breach of contract and they tried to void it. Now I knew it wasn't going to happen. It was wishful thinking. It would have been nice. Believe me. But if you kept track of the salary cap the last couple years, there was one, little thing I noticed last year, and I've said it on earlier episodes. There was a $5 million balance owed to Ellsbury last year on the salary cap. Now it's gone. It's off the books now, which means he was paid off. His contract is done. So I find this funny that in the year 2022, when his contract was paid out last year, I guess, depending on what the structured agreement was, but they owed him $5 million last year. I know that. He got it. So why is this even a story? Now, I know they reworked it so they can stay under the, the threshold so they don't lose draft picks. Or uh, not draft picks, but lose standing. But this just came out today, and I'm very confused by it because it doesn't really tell you anything. So it's very weird. Very weird. If you If you find out anything, let me know. But I don't know. It's just I guess it's just good to say that the Ellsbury saga is finally over with. I guess Heyman had to put an exclamation point on that somehow. He needed to tell us all a story that really nobody cared about, and honestly, I don't even know why I'm talking about it, but I will say this before we before I let you go. I was talking about a story that i had that I had been chasing for. A few weeks now. And I had Brian Hoke try to help me out. And, and to his credit, he's a great dude. And hopefully I'm going to ask him to come on one of these days. You know, I know I'm not one of the big ones. I'm not John Boy. But hopefully I can get him on here if, if he's willing. You know. But he he helped me out. He did me a solid. I've been trying, and I've I've been talking about this the last couple episodes since the the Mattingly documentary that MLB put out a few weeks ago. So I've been talking about his World Series ring, and I was able to track it down to, um, well, track it down is is a loose term, I guess. It was sold at auction. I you guys know this because I already said it. I don't know who has it, and this was done in 2017, I believe. So somebody has it. I don't know who. I tried tracking them down, but the auction people wouldn't give it to me, even though I didn't ask them for his name because I know there's privacy, and I figured they wouldn't, but if they could reach out to the winner themselves on my behalf for him to contact me, that's the way I tried to go about it. Nope. I tried the Yankees and was basically told that it was a tampering issue, which is bullshit. You know, because Manningley's on the fucking Marlins now, does not make it a tampering issue if I'm trying to dig up a story that happened while he was a Yankee. Uh, I don't know how that can be tampering. So I reached out to the Marlins, and was told Mr. Manningley does not wish to discuss this. Okay. I respect that. It's the captain. I'm not going to push. So I went back to Brian. Brian had given me an email of a a lady, I'm not going to say her name, who works with the Yankees. And I emailed her and I said, you know, sorry, you know, to bother you basically, but I got your email from Brian Hoke and he said that possibly you would be able to help me. I'm trying to track down anyone who would know... Two things. One. Why Manningly refused the ring. In 97. And. Where was the ring. Between. His refusal of it. Up until it landed at an auction block. And she did respond back to me. And she told me. I have no information on 1996. And I'm like. But it's. It, it technically it's 97 when they got their rings so and then I emailed her back and I said I understand I said do you know of anybody who would be willing to tell me the story from somebody who was there because I don't understand I mean I think it's a compelling story and maybe it's a nothing kind of story but I really want to know what what happened to this ring. Where was this ring from 1997 to 2017 when it was sold at auction? That's 20 years. Where was this ring for 20 years? And nobody has an answer for it or nobody's willing to talk, which I don't understand. Why... Is nobody willing to tell me the story? Now, I get it. If you weren't there, you weren't there. But somebody was there. I wonder if Michael Kay knows. I mean, he was part of the team. Or John Sterling. Maybe I should reach out to them. I asked Brian Hoke to get me in touch with Kay. Um, I would DM K, but Kay doesn't follow me, and I wish he would. If you happen to be listening, Michael Kay, you should follow me, and then we can talk about it. If Manning your favorite player, This is a good story. And I just want it out there. And it doesn't have to be my story. It could be, you know, anybody out there who can get the answers. You can have it. I'm not trying to, like, you know, hog this story. I just want it out there for everybody. Where was this ring for 20 years? I kind of understand why he didn't want the ring. He wasn't a part of the team. He felt like he didn't earn it. I understand that. So who had the ring for 20 years? Because they didn't destroy it, obviously, it was sold at auction. Like I said, was it sitting in Steinbrenner's desk? You know, and then like, oh, what did I find here that was buried underneath thousands of papers or whatever? What the hell is this? Holy shit, what did I find? And then Hal's like, oh, let's get rid of it. Put it, you know, let's give it, you know, sell it to auction or something like that is is that is that what it is nobody wants to admit to that because listen i can i get it i understand that there's nothing wrong with this i mean it's not it's not nefarious to fucking you know to tell this story there's no villains here i think it's just an interesting story i'm going to try to keep pressing it but i mean i'm just hitting dead end after dead end and, and i want to keep you all updated on it because you know i don't want it to just Go away! I stop talking about it. I want to find out what happened to this ring, and somehow I'm going to get a hold of K. And you know, maybe I'll need, maybe I need to go through John Boy or something like that, or Rosenberg. You know, you know, or Don LeGreco or somebody. You know, somebody, maybe somebody I can get a hold of that can just get me in touch with K. Because I would have to think K would know or at least can ask the questions for me to the people who work in the building, who've been there since 96, who would have the answers. And then, you know, Hey, I, it would make a good talking point on his show. That's for sure. Who wouldn't want to hear this? I mean, other than, you know, non Yankee fans wouldn't want to hear it, but it's an interesting story. So I'm going to keep pushing it. And, I promise you that I'm not gonna just let it die here because you know the Yankees don't wanna tell me they're gonna tell somebody i'm gonna I'm gonna get somebody to get answers for me if it ain't me, then somebody will but in closing moments, to finish off my rant from the beginning of the show, please people be fucking civil out there, stop being fucking idiots, you know. Let people think that you're a fucking idiot. Don't go out there and prove it to them. Follow me on Twitter, Savage Empire Pod. Listen, review, rate, subscribe, follow. Tell everybody. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell your family. Scream it from the rooftops. Just don't throw it at a cup of beer or throw a cup of beer at somebody with my podcast name on it. That would be wrong. But tell everybody. Get the word out. It's a good show. You like it. You keep coming back. Bring some friends with you. Make it interesting. Hell, if you guys want to be a part of it, let me know. Reach out to me. We'll do some interviews. Get you get your voice out there. Maybe you have a knack for this. So that's what we're going to do. We'll do that too. But anyway, Yankees are 9-6, trending upward. Ace pitches tomorrow. Hopefully he pitches like an ace. We smack the shit out of the Guardians. Send them home crying. With a three game sweep. And then we move on from there. Sounds like a plan? Alright, good. And on that note. Go Yankees. Thanks for listening to The Savage Empire. Subscribe and leave a comment wherever you listen. Follow us on Twitter. At Savage Empire Pod. And of course, go Yankees.